section twenty one of edmund dantes this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org edmund dantes by edmund flagg chapter nineteen the second day the twenty third of february dawned on paris as a city under arms artillery frowned in all the public places the barricades of the preceding night had been thrown down as fast as erected national guards thronged the thoroughfares the people swarmed along the boulevards in the neighbourhood of the port st denis and the port st martin barricades rose as if by magic but were as if by magic swept away cavalry bivouacked in the streets and ordnance was levelled along their entire extent the avenues were closely invested and even old men and women were arrested on their way to their own thresholds from time to time single shots or volleys of musketry were heard in the distance and wounded men were carried past to the hospitals the government had ordered all public carriages to be cleared from the stands that material for new barricades might not exist when the old ones were demolished but the people were busy too for the iron railings at the hotel of the minister of marine in the place de la concorde and at the churches of the assumption and st roche had been torn away to supply weapons of attack or defence or implements with which to tear up the huge square paving-stones of paris for barricades at eleven o'clock the national guard of the second arrondissement gathered at the opera house in the rue le pelletier and near the office of le national vive la réforme vive la garde nationale long live the real defenders of the country these were the shouts intermingled with the choruses of national songs that now rose from the people and the national guard at twelve o'clock the second legion of the national guard was at the tuileries to make a demonstration for reform its colonel m bagnieres declared to the duke of nemours that he could not answer for his men at one o'clock accompanied by an immense multitude with whom they fraternized they were again on the rue le pelletier a squadron of cuirassiers and one of chasseurs advanced to dislodge them who are these men cried the chef d'escadron the people of paris replied the officer of the national guard and who are you an officer of the second legion of the national guard the people must disperse they will not i will compel them the national guard will defend them vive la réforme shouted the people the national guard and the cuirassiers united the officer chagrined turned back to his men and vociferated in tones of thunder wheel forward and the whole body resumed its march down the boulevard an hour afterwards a still larger body of troops municipal guards mounted and on foot cuirassiers and infantry of the line came down the boulevard and made a half movement on the rue le pelletier but seeing the hostile attitude of the national guard continued their march amid shouts of vive la réforme vive la garde nationale vive la ligne 
twice within an hour afterwards the same thing occurred it was plain that the national guard fraternized with the people the third legion deputed their colonel m besson to demand of the king reform and a change of ministry the colonel presented the memorial to general jacques minot who promised to place it in the royal hands the fourth legion marched to the chamber of deputies and presented a petition for reform colonel le mercier of the tenth arrested a man for shouting vive la reforme the man was liberated by his own troops with shouts of vive la reforme the colonel withdrew the cavalry legion the thirteenth in like manner repudiated colonel montalivier the municipal guard was ordered to disarm the third legion both advanced bayonets were crossed blood was about to flow at that moment colonel textoris of the national guard rushed up and exclaimed brothers will you slay brothers the effect was electrical the muskets were instantly shouldered and the combatants separated all over paris the same scenes took place with a few exceptions vive la république cried ledrin rollin to albert who was hurrying down the rue le pelletier at about noon vive la république was the hearty response what of the national guard the guard fraternizes with the people replied ledru rollin what of the blouses and the barricades last night the barricades of yesterday were swept from the streets and even the material of which to build them also the pavements only excepted yet at dawn this morning the whole space between the quartier saint martin des champs the mont de piete and the temple and all the smaller streets were choked with barricades and they were at once assailed by the troops of the line the municipal guard and the chasseurs of vincennes who were repulsed with most obstinate bravery at the rue rambuteau the sixty ninth regiment was three times driven back also at the corner of the rue st denis and the rue de tracy and the rue philippot a ball passed through the face of a soldier of the twenty first of the line infantry and then through the head of a voltigeur behind him sixteen soldiers fell in the attack on the barricade of the rue rambuteau a blouse pointed a pistol at an officer of the municipal guard the pistol hung fire and the officer passed his sword through his assailant's body from this you can infer that we have had close fighting i have heard that an assault was made on the armory of our friends the lepage brothers for weapons is it so there was an assault at about ten o'clock but the windows were too strong to be carried there has been fighting in the rue de petit carrel and the neighbourhood of the place royale i learn ashme pasha son of mehemet ali is fighting for us with the most wonderful intrepidity a chef de bataillon of the thirty fourth was slain by a shot from a window and some offices of the octroi have been burned three men were killed at the bactignol and their bodies were accompanied by an immense throng to the morgue have you heard that the fifth regiment as in eighteen thirty has joined the people and that on their way to the prefecture of police to liberate some of the people who had been arrested they stopped at the office of la reforme and were eloquently addressed by our friend louis blanc what did he say to them 
he told them the fight was not yet over that there must still be a banquet and that this time there must be no mistake the workmen must have the freedom they won vive louis blanc cried albert and in a higher state of excitement than he had ever before been known to exhibit he hurried off i am for the tuileries said ledru rollin as they parted and i for the palais royal said albert we meet to-night at the office of le national without fail at midnight it was on the square at the south end of the palais royal that most blood was spilled between the people and the troops the chateau d'eau was furiously assailed and obstinately defended assailed by the people and defended by six thousand picked troops the people triumphed of the troops at least a thousand perished and the remnant fled at three o'clock m rambuteau prefect of the seine waited on the king and informed him that the national guard demanded reform and the municipal guard a change of ministry the king in dismay convened the ministry can the ministry maintain itself asked louis philippe that question brings its own answer to your majesty replied guizot if you doubt the stability of your ministry who can trust them i have thought of the count mole observed the king he is an able man sire replied guizot and his political connections with m barreau m thiers may aid him to form a ministry but sire not an instant is to be lost your faithful ministers will do all they can but a ministerial crisis cannot be delayed and if your majesty will permit the suggestion the emergency demands that to marshal bugaud be given the command of paris you will proceed to the chamber to announce that m mole is entrusted with the formation of a new cabinet said the king and the council closed at four an officer of the staff passed along the boulevards announcing the fall of the ministry instantly with the speed of the telegraph the intelligence flew to the obscurest parts of paris its effect was at first most cheering barricades were deserted and arms thrown down faces brightened hands almost stained with each other's blood were clasped troops and people unwillingly fighting embraced all was triumph joy and congratulations all now is over all is right at last was the exclamation of one man of the people to another guizot has fallen but the king has sent for count mole replied a third with a dissatisfied air no matter cried the first speaker the system is overturned what care we who is minister it is too late replied the other guizot has been forced away by the people mole may be forced away too so may the king no more tricks the people now know their power there shall be no mistake this time and the insurrectionists parted as the day closed barricades rose in the quartier du temple and there was fighting between the people and the municipal guard but the national guard came to the rescue and the latter surrendered at nine o'clock paris was illuminated white red blue yellow orange green these were the tricolours of the lamps that poured their rich effulgence from every window on the gloomy scene without the streets were thronged and the cafes crowded men of all nations and parisians of all classes were in the streets the rattle of musketry had ceased the troops were in their barracks and the people at their homes
at the corner of the boulevard in the rue de capucine flocon and louis blanc met guizot has fallen cried the first and the most intimate friend of the king has succeeded him what have we to hope for from the change what are we to do asked flocon in one hour the people will sing the marseillaise before the hotel des affaires étrangères the fourteenth regiment of the line is there replied flocon so much the better blood will flow the revolution will not stop and the conspirators separated at ten o'clock before the official residence of m guizot himself then absent and probably in full flight for the coast an immense crowd of the people with torches was assembled their purpose was to sing the marseillaise the fourteenth regiment barred the way the street was dimly lighted the single row of lamps along the courtyard wall was all the illumination a double line of troops was the defence let me pass cried the officer of the national guard who led the people to the officer impossible in the name of the people i demand to pass in the name of the law you shall not the people command forward cried the national guard present fire shouted the officer there was a roll of musketry a shrill shriek rang along the boulevard the vast mass recoiled the smoke floated off sixty-three of the people of paris lay weltering in their gore the blow is struck at last cried m dantes rushing across the boulevard pale and excited to arms people of paris to arms to arms to arms vengeance for our brothers was now the terrible cry that burst from the infuriated populace the congratulation the illumination all was lost in the wild wish for vengeance at eleven o'clock that night an immense multitude composed chiefly of workmen from the faubourgs was coming down the boulevard des capucines it was the largest and most regular throng yet seen in front marched a platoon of men bearing torches and waving tricolour flags immediately behind walked an officer in the full uniform of the national guard with a drawn sword in his hand whose slightest command was implicitly observed next came a tumbrel bearing the naked corpses of the slain whose faces mutilated by their wounds and disfigured by blood glared horribly up with open eyes in the red torchlight that flared in the night blast around behind this awful display marched a dense mass of national guards succeeded by a countless mass of the people armed with guns swords clubs and bars of iron chanting forth in full chorus not the inspiring marseillaise or the parisienne but in awful concert sending upon the night air the deep and dreadful notes of the death hymn of the girondins mourir pour la patrie intermingled with yells for vengeance down the boulevards approach the multitude more distinct becomes the dirge more redly glare the torches and amid all more deeply rumble the wheels of the death-cart on the pavement the funeral column reaches the corner of the boulevard and the rue pelletier the death hymn rises to a yell of fury the officer of the national guard turns the head of the column to the right before it is an edifice conspicuous by its illumination of huge and blood-red lamps it is the office of le national the crowd halts one long loud shriek of vengeance goes up 
it is succeeded by the thrilling notes of the marseillaise from ten thousand lips and marast marast is the shout that follows the windows of the front office were thrown up and the editor surrounded by friends appeared his speech was brief but fervid he exhorted the people to be firm to secure their rights beyond recall and promised them ample retribution for past wrongs and security for future rights m garnier page who stood at the side of marast next addressed the people in the same strain amid thunders of applause making a detour to the office of la reforme the multitude were addressed by m flocon its editor then proceeding to the place de la bastille the corpses were deposited at the foot of the column of july and the crowd dispersed the night that succeeded was an awful one the streets which an hour before blazed with the illumination were dark barricades rose in every direction at every corner shopmen workmen women clerks and children were at work the crash of falling trees the clank of the lever and the pickaxe the rattle of paving stones these were the significant sounds that broke the stillness every tree on the whole line of the boulevard was felled and every lamp-post overthrown a barricade of immense strength rose at the end of the rue richelieu the troops offered no resistance they piled their arms lighted their fires and bivouacked close beside the barricades at the hotel de ville the troops of the line and the chasseurs d'afrique quietly ate their suppers smoked their pipes and laid themselves down to sleep on the boulevard des italiens appeared three regiments of the line a battalion of national guards a regiment of cuirassiers and three field pieces with their caissons of ammunition the horses were unharnessed by the people the caissons opened the ammunition distributed and the guns dragged off the troops guards and cuirassiers fraternized End of section twenty one